Do you or have you ever found yourself trying to fit in with the people around you? What was it that you did or felt you needed to do or have to do to fit in? In the book of 1 Peter, which we'll be unpacking over the next two months, um, there are two main themes. Firstly, there's a message of hope, living hope that's, that's, that comes from knowing Jesus. And secondly, there's a call, a, an invite, an instruction to God's people to dare to be different, to live your life according to how God has called you, not according to how the world uh, around you is living. So let's begin reading in 1 Peter chapter 1. And today, uh, for these first two verses, I'm just reading uh, from the New Living Translation. This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago and his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. Just to put this uh, letter into context, to set the scene for this series, Peter was writing this letter around uh, 63 AD, about 30 years after Jesus died and rose again. And it was a time of increasing challenge and pressure and persecution for the followers of Jesus. Emperor Nero was, um, was ruling and he didn't like Christians one bit. Peter uh, was a common fisherman, was used by God to become a leader in the movement that Jesus was starting. He refers to himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ, which basically means that he was someone who kept the purity of the, of the good news of Jesus and ensured the movement of the good news about Jesus continues. He was a sender and a mobiliser, a groundbreaker, so that the gospel went out. In the passage he says uh, that he's, he's writing to, a, to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners. In other words, they're living in a different way to the people around them rather than, than um, just living according to the cultures um, of that area. So they're living as foreigners, scattered across a region that is the equivalent roughly of modern day Turkey. And he calls them chosen because they're people who've turned and believed in Jesus, Jesus Christ and become his followers and have made a commitment um, and are changed people. God has chosen them and called them his own. So thinking about our original question, do you? Or have you ever found yourself trying to fit in? Trying to fit in with the people around you? In other words, are you living as a foreigner, as Peter puts it? Or do you find yourself living as a resident? Are you living a different life according to the Jesus way, regardless of the cost? Or are you just trying to fit in? I found since I became a Christian in 1993, that there have been seasons and situations where it's been quite straightforward to be different, to stand out and live the Jesus way. For example, when I played rugby for Oldfield Old Boys Rugby Club in Bath, the team, uh, and it's a rugby team, a rugby club, a big rugby kind of culture and drinking culture and things, but they knew that I wasn't a big drinker. They knew I was a follower of Jesus, yet they accepted me based on the fact that I wanted to play uh, good rugby and have some, some decent banter. But then at the same time, it's, uh, that there have been other seasons of my life uh, that it's been tempting to just be like everyone else, to try and fit in. For example, trying to fit in with my teaching colleagues on a night out. Two similar contexts, the rugby club and uh, 
my teaching colleagues socialising together. And actually, these two things were at the same season of my life, uh, both when I was living in Bath. One that was easy to stand out for Jesus, and one that was hard and, and uh, often choosing to, to just fit in and be accepted. What situations do you have where you've tried to fit in? Or where, where you've been successful in being different, in standing out, being different to the people and cultures and pressures around you, being a foreigner? I don't know about you, but those times of trying to fit in with everyone else, and maybe you, you're, you find this now, uh, it can be really exhausting. It can also be really costly, costly to the integrity of who you are, and maybe as a result to your peace as well. It can be costly to our relationships with others, and more importantly, it can be costly to our relationship with God. Maybe you've joined clubs or, or bought things or, or uh, you drive certain cars or, or watch things or say things just to help you fit in. Maybe you're different with one group of friends than you are with, with others or with your family. You, you might start compromising on certain decisions and lifestyle choices just to fit in. You, you may start liking things or getting into things that aren't really you. Maybe you drink a little more or take something or because everyone else is. You may wear things slightly shorter than you believe is right with God, but all your friends are wearing it, so, so you're going to try and fit in. You might keep quiet about things that you know deep down you really need to speak out about. But the desire to fit in, the fear maybe of standing out, keeps you silent. Maybe um, within the church as well, maybe there are certain gifts uh, that you want to practice, but... Um, in a desire to fit in or a fear of, of, of not standing out, you have, have chosen not to express that gift. All these things can be exhausting. What does 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 have to say to us about this? First of all, be who you are. Stop trying to fit in and be like the others around you. Be who you are. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're one of God's chosen people. Right at the beginning of this letter, Peter is reminding his readers of this truth. Follower of Jesus, you're God's elect, you're, you're chosen by God, accepted by God. And this is an honour to be secure in, not something to be embarrassed by. These words at the start of the letter, when we read um, the letters in the Bible, so often we can easily gloss over the words at the very beginning, who it's from and who it's to. But it's so important that we recognise uh, what it says here for us today. God chooses us. God places sufficient care and value on us that he elects us. He calls us his own. He desires to, us to know him and to be close to him. We are his, accepted by the God of the universe, loved by the Father, God who created you and knew you before you were even born. When we know who we are, or more accurately, when we accept whose we are, because of what Jesus has done on the cross. We can stand strengthened and stop striving to fit in because we already do, we already fit in. Accept that you are accepted and stop trying to fit in with others around you. Accept that you're accepted by God and be who you are. Called, chosen, set apart. Be different. First thing, be who you are. Second thing, be a foreigner. The verse continues, 
people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia. And the Greek word here for foreigner is a parapedimos, literally someone who's passing through while still with personal relationship and connection within the locality, someone passing through. It's as if Peter is saying God's people are resident aliens, foreigners, people who live in a place but whose citizenship or belonging is elsewhere. As I said earlier on, Peter is addressing these scattered believers, saying that you need to understand and remember that this place is not your home. It's the reason you don't fully fit in. It's the reason that it's difficult to fully fit in because this place is not your home. And because this world is not, not our home, and because we belong to God, then we will be different from this world and from those around us. It means that we will have different values than those around us because our life has a different foundation. We have a different hope and Maria will be unpacking that for us next week. We will have different morals than other people. We'll be different in the way that we spend our time and how we make decisions. We'll be different as, as parents. We'll be different as spouses. We'll be different as employee and employers. We'll be different in the way that we raise our children and the way that we relate to people. We'll be different in what we view and what we don't. We'll be different when suffering comes and the way that we deal with people or someone who mistreats us. We'll be different in how we deal with anger. We'll be different in what we dress and our modesty levels. We'll be different with our sexual boundaries. We'll be different with how we approach life and death. We'll be different in how we spend our money, realising that our money isn't ours anyway. It's on loan to us. It's given to us by God and he's asking us to steward it. We will be different. We are called to be different. Followers of Jesus are foreigners in this world. And we're called to live the life uh, that Jesus has set out for us. So we're to be who we are, accepted by God. Be a foreigner, living the Jesus way, being different. And, and finally, it isn't a be thing. It, it's it's an encouragement to stand out. Why try to fit in when you were born to stand out? That question is from Dr. Zeus, uh, the children's author. But why try to fit in when you were born to stand out? You were born for standing out, for being different. As I took time reading and praying through these verses in preparation for this morning, um, I was really challenged by um, certain questions that came to mind. I'm going to read them and um, maybe you want to just take a screenshot or write them down so that you can take time reflecting on them. How different is my life to my neighbours, colleagues and friends? What makes me different or sets me apart? Have I tried to fit in instead of standing out as God has called me to be different? Where have I compromised? Where have I let my thinking, my decision-making, my planning uh, to become influenced more by the culture around me than the God who chooses me? Do my decisions and the way that I'm living, um, living my life point towards me being a resident or me being a foreigner living for Jesus? Maybe you want to take time reflecting on these questions as well. Ask God to speak to you as you do. Verse 2 reminds us that God has not just saved us through what Jesus did on the cross, but he has destined us to be different, to be set apart, to be sanctified. It says that God the Father knew you and chose you long ago and his Holy Spirit has made you holy without any sin. As a result, you have obeyed him 
You're living the Jesus way and you've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. The questions that I've encouraged you to reflect on aren't there to make you feel bad or condemn you, but to champion each of us to live the Jesus way without compromise, wholly committed and devoted to him. We are works in progress. God hasn't finished with us yet. Peter knew this. He he was a work in progress. The one that wrote this letter encouraging people to, to be who they were, to be foreigners. Peter knew that he was a work in progress. He was a fisherman who became a follower, a follower that became a leader. And he learned that the the loving call of God to stand out and be different. Um, and, And that call was a process, a journey of growing. In the Easter narrative, we read that when the pressure mounted, Peter chose to try and fit in. He compromised. He denied Jesus three times. Yet in John 21, we see that Jesus showed him grace. And he reinstated him. As the church grew and the Jesus movement expanded, Peter was used powerfully by God, boldly ministering and seeing Jesus do amazing things. Yet Peter was still on a journey of learning to be different for Jesus, to step into the life that Jesus had for him. He was rough around the edges. He wasn't the finished article, but God saw his heart and his heart was for God. And he was trying to live the Jesus life, empowered by the Holy Spirit. But he made mistakes. And in Galatians 2, written in about uh, 49 uh, AD, we we read of him trying to fit in with the other leaders, with other people around him. And he compromised on what God had revealed to him once again. And God challenges him. And he learns once again um, to be confident in who God has called him to be. To be different, to stand out and live according to God's way, not the way way of people around him. And he, he experienced the grace and peace of God in abundance And that's grace and peace is for all people. Peter writes this letter not as an expert in holiness, but an expert in the journey of being changed by God, sanctified by his Holy Spirit, in order to be obedient, in order to be changed and to live the Jesus way. And as part of this journey, we need to keep bringing our lives to Jesus, obediently and openly, allowing Holy Spirit to empower and enable us to live for him. Jesus re-cleansing us by the power of his cross. So don't try to fit into the world and worldly ways. Stand out. You were born for more. Not for your attention and honour and praise, but for God's. Be a witness. Be different. Be a follower. Be a foreigner. Don't compromise. Be gracious when others wouldn't be gracious. Be generous when others wouldn't be. Speak out uh, for those that are silenced. Make a choice about what you view, what you read. Make a choice about your modesty, your spending, your use of God's given gifts. Why try to fit in when you were born to stand out for Jesus? For any of us to do this, for any of us to do this, we need a fresh empowerment from the Holy Spirit. We need God's grace and peace given to us by his spirit. And the great thing is God gives us that more and more and more in abundance. It's God who empowers us, God who enables us to be different. But he wants us to be willing to be open and to have open hearts to him, to truly live the Jesus way, uncompromising with his truth and grace. This Uh, This Sunday, the 2nd of May, is my first Sunday in the role as pastor team leader. And I believe that God wants me to call the church to two things as I step into this new season. And this new season begins and we step forwards together. 
Firstly, it's linked to this message of being different and the series going through 1 Peter. It's rise up and be the church. Rise up and be the church. A movement of 400 adults, children and young people truly committed and active in living the radical, the different Jesus life that they were called to live out, that they were born for, reborn for, will make a massive transformational impact in this area. Dare to be different for him. Rise up and be the church. And the second thing is for us to pray. Every move of God begins and continues with God's people on their knees crying out to him in prayer, in repentance and in intercession, devoted, committed, petitioning and listening to God. God has been reminding me yet again of the powerful testimony shared in the book Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. It's the fifth time in the last uh, about 12 years that he's called me to reread the book and be reminded and refreshed of what he does when God's people pray. And it reminded me once again of the central need of prayer if we're to see the move of God that we all so long for. From now until Pentecost Sunday, where around the world we celebrate the birth of the church and God's love and truth and rescue exploding out uh, around the world, I would like every one of us to join together in another period of intentional prayer, a focused time of prayer as a church family. Can I encourage you to get on board, get on your knees, prepare your hearts, prepare your homes, be part of the change we seek to see in this church and in this community. Pray for a fresh wind of God's spirit to blow through this place and his people. Pray for a fresh fire, a cleansing fire and powerful, um, powerful fire from God's Holy Spirit. Pray and pray and pray for God to move in a new way in this community. Prepare your hearts for what God has in store. We all need to be on board. Things are going to be different and it starts with a willing heart, a decision and a prayer. So if you're willing to decide, to dare to be different, to rise up and be the church, join me in this prayer. God, give us the grace and peace that we need to be different for you. Not just a little amount, but as you promised, give it in abundance. Father, help us to dare to be different in the areas that we're, we're compromising. Forgive us, help us to turn back to you, to repent and have new holiness, new uh, ways of living with you. Give us a changed and willing heart to live sold out for you, radical different lives. Help us to rise up and be your church for your glory. Jesus, I pray for boldness. I pray for openness. I pray for a fresh wind and a fresh fire from your wonderful Holy Spirit to help us to stand out for you. Jesus, remind us of what we were born for, to stand out for you and for your glory. Move amongst us in new and fresh ways. And may you receive all the worship, all the glory, all the praise that is due your name. Amen.